the Actors Diet Podcast. I'm your host, Lin Chen, and popsicle eater Jenny Yang Hello. is sitting next to me. Not just a popsicle eater, she's also a comedian. She is a writer. She was recently named LA Weekly's one of their most interesting people. I'm not going to say you're the most interesting person, but I, in my world, you are the most interesting person. <laughs> but the, I guess LA Weekly couldn't just feature only you. But, um,. My girl Jenny Yang is in the house, I'm literally. Here. I'm here, <laughs> and she just called me my girl. And that she makes is. Me happy. She is my girl. You know, it's funny. I was thinking, what will we talk about today? I mean, I feel like we could talk about everything because I have yeah. a feeling you're you're pretty you're pretty open. There's not like anything I would ask yeah. you that you would be. I have opinions. Y- yeah, you you got opinions. <laughs> Jenny's got opinions. Well, here, let's start with that. Let's start with the fact that you live your life pretty openly on social media. Yes. And I'm wondering if there are things that people may not know about you. I mean, I feel like food-wise, yeah. I know some stuff about you. I know you can throw down when it comes to dumplings. I know you're very talented at that. I can cook dumplings. But I also know that you like things like smoothies. <laughs> I do. I do love food. I know. I feel like we've bonded over food before, but I, I haven't t- talked about it as much probably just as in my social media presence. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking, that yeah. that might be something people don't know about you. Even though you do talk about food, it's not, like, it's not like you like pretend you don't eat. Yeah. Well, let's get let's get that very yeah, clear. You no, you I, definitely let people know you eat. Yeah. But that said, it's not like you're like, hey, I'm a peanut girl. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like <laughs> so I don't know. I do are love you peanuts. A peanut girl? I am a peanut girl. <laughs> so the, those are things that people may not know about you, whereas people know that I eat things like melons and burgers. You yes, know, like I it's do very, know about it's, the melons. It's very specific what I like <laughs> and what I don't brand. like. Yeah, it's part of my brand. <laughs> melons on brand, ice cream on brand, okra not so on brand. That's not me. So what is what would you say would be the Jenny Yang brand? Oh my gosh, for food? Oh yeah. geez. Um, I love to cook and I grew up only basically eating Chinese food, like homemade Chinese food. And so I feel like that, that's a very significant part of who I am. Like I didn't grow up, you grew up eating the Chinese food that who made that my mom made. Okay. And that I would just always be by her side, like watching her cook. Would she say, Jenny, this is how you do this. Or you would just watch her. Um, it varied. I would just watch. And then I would, if I had questions, I'd ask sometimes she would like, nudge me and be like, oh yeah, this is how you do this thing. But for the most part, like, I mean, I was always just curious too. Like some people could have mo- a mom who cooks, but like have no curiosity and not learn, you know? That's me. <laughs> that <laughs> I, would be me. I loved, I loved it. I was like, oh, these are some of my favorite things. Here's the thing. My parents are also really much older. Uh-huh. And so I've always had this weird like thing hanging over my head like, oh, oh, and it's like only our nuclear family in America as immigrants. So I always felt like, oh, my parents are the source of my history and culture. I need to like soak in as much as I can. And are you an only child? No, I have two older brothers. And were they as fascinated with the food as you were? No, but they cook actually. I think a, a big part of our family is appreciating cooking and food and talking about it. Like my mom is the kind of person where like, if we go out to eat, if it's too expensive, she'll complain about it, especially if it's not good enough. And then if it is good and she sees that we're all happy, she'll try to like taste it and reverse engineer it and cook it at home. Oh, she is that uh, the talent. Now She's is that this, kind of a person? Is this specifically Chinese 
food or is this any genre? Usually, but then, you know, she also, during the course of growing up, started to t teach herself how to make pastries and like baking stuff. Wow. Yeah, so I've made like sun ca uh, moon cakes, sun cakes, um, you know, um, God. I can't believe you've made mooncakes. Yeah, I've seen my mom make it. I, I know generally how, what goes into it. I haven't made it in a Tell long time. Tell me what goes into it. Doesn't lard go into it? There's like some kind of like maltose. Maltose? Or like Where molasses do you buy maltose? It's in, it's in the Chinese um, supermarkets. It's, it, how does it come in a powder form? or No, a... it's like a gooey thing. Whoa. Yeah, like molasses? Like, yeah, it's like molasses. Okay. Or like corn, if you bought like corn syrup. Maltose. Yeah, right? I yeah. Like it's like this plastic, white plastic... Kind of cloudy plastic round tub that looks like a pond's tub. If you know what I'm talking about, like a pond's cream, cold yes. cream. That old mm. school, cold cream. Mm, delicious maltose. <laughs> anyway, and then like there's, yeah, I don't know. There's like these weird, I have these weird food memories of just my mom making things from scratch. Because growing up in Torrance, um, like in the 90s, like no one made, there was no real restaurants in Torrance. Like we had to drive to San Gabriel Valley to mm -hmm. like get the stuff. And so my mom was just like, I'm going to make it. And, so and how did she learn to make it? She read um, she read recipes from the Chinese newspaper oh. and cookbooks. And like sometimes there were some like Chinese like cooking shows, but it's mostly the newspapers. Interesting. My mom is my mom's badass, dude. I can tell. Yeah, she didn't grow up knowing these things. That she just like in America just to adapt. She's like, I want to make this shit. One of her specialties is nice wumianba, which is like milky. It's like. It's like a sugary, milky, buttery, sand-filled kind sand of pastry. Sand-filled pastry? Not sand. But it's just like a milky, buttery, sugary kind mm. of... Granular. Yeah, granular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like a... It's like the crumb on top of an apple crumb cake. Yes. But in, but stuffed inside a really soft, moist, egg-based... I've never had that. Oh, yeah. Is it... And wait, she when, you, it. when you open it up... Oh, so it braids. I was thinking when you opened it up, it was that yolky goodness, but no. it's not. It's... it's that kind of crumbly, but mm. buttery. Yeah, I know. I but know. no butter, right? Because the, yes, they, they use butter? Yeah. This there's is butter? I don't know. There's butter. There's butter. <laughs> oh, there's definitely butter. Interesting. I have so many delicious food I've been food brainwashed memories. into thinking Chinese food is no butter. No, but pastries, yeah. Because there's French right. and Portuguese fr yeah, uh, you're right. You're there's right. tons of butter. You're right. My mom didn't bake. Yeah, no. Ever. No. But these are more modern. I don't like, think I've ever seen my mom with a rolling pin. Totally. Ever. Yeah, and that's why I know how to make, I, we, we knew how to make um, pot stickers from scratch and like the skins and um, uh, scallion pancakes. You know how to make scallion Sinjimbao, pancakes? Like, you know, the... Take the, me through a scallion pancake. Are oh there layers? There's tons of layers, but there's different techniques for layers. And recently I learned the like fancy restaurant way to do it. But the the home cooking way of it, yeah, which, shit, tell me the yeah the home cook. Way. It's actually really easy. You just have to like knead the dough really long time. It's just water and flour. Uh huh. Nothing else. Uh, scallions, obviously. No, no, no. Water nope. and flour. No, not not even scallions. No, that's just the base flour, uh, base dough. Water and flour. Just knead, 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 knead. More flour than water. Yes. Yes. And but then you just keep kneading it for like maybe twenty minutes until you develop a good gluten and it's shiny. Okay. And that's the key for the pot stickers. Um, the same thing. Skin too. And then that's your base, and then you like spread it out into a long rectangle, like you're gonna do like a jelly roll, like a cake. Yes. And the, but very thin, as thin as possible, like an eighth of an inch if possible. Uh huh. Then you spread like either coconut oil or Crisco, something that's not runny. Oh. Mm hmm. Co we tried coconut it with coconut oil, oil, and it's so good. Like I it's my first. Bet. Time. 
because this is what happened. Me and Clarissa Way, who's another food writer, yes, she, um, we we have developed a food friendship, and um, we actually taught a dumpling making and scallion making class together, and we're gonna do more. But I I saw her post a photo on her because she posts so many food photos. She's like, we made this, and I'm like looking at the skin, and I'm like, uh, girl. Let me learn you how to make <laughs> these skins, you know, because I could just see from the appearance. So she's like, oh, yeah, well, come this weekend and teach me. So I went. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Yes. And I taught her. She put me on video. There's actually a video of us that time that I taught her. And um, anyway, she was like blown away. And I was like, uh, yeah, this is the Mama Yang freaking. Anyway, so the same dough, you just, we, we tried it with coconut oil. She didn't have Crisco. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's like, you know, so it's like a, 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 a solid yes. room temperature. You spread it out nice and thin, put tons of salt on it. Yeah. Maybe pepper if you want. But the key is salt. And you just cut as many scallions as you possibly can. Like just so many scallions. So many scallions. Like scallion on scallion on scallion. Yeah. Chop them up into little thin things. And then you just carpet the whole thing. Just yeah. Full. Like there should be no space. You can't see any dough underneath. Just green. Just green. Yeah. And then you roll it. Because what's going to happen is when you roll it up. Like a cinnamon bun. Yes. But then you're going oh. to roll it up like a jelly roll or yeah. a cinnamon bun. And what's going to happen is you then, you know, take, you know like um, close off the ends. Yeah. Then you cut them into little like almost like cinnamon buns. But then you close them up and then you flip them and then you like roll them out into flat. Flat. So you flatten it out into pancakes. Flat. Because that, that's why you don't want to see any dough. You want it all green because uh, when, you, when you need it yes. or when you roll it out, it'll spread out anyway. Right. So that's the easy way. I like that. Sorry, my way. necklace is like jingling like I'm a freaking <laughs> Your dog. kitty cat or a dog. <laughs> Your Julius who's, my leash. who's outside the door whining. <laughs> anyway, so, so that's like the simple way. Uh-huh. And then you just you put more coconut oil in the pan and you fry that stuff up and it's delicious. How long would that dough sit on... Um, um, Uncooked. Oh, like you don't, you don't have like, to sit it. You don't have to sit. You you should cook it right away. Can you can you like mm-hmm. can you keep it in the fridge like like a cookie dough? Yeah, and, I think and, so. And do it when you want. Yeah, if you roll it out into a flat pancake mm-hmm. and you freeze it with like maybe parchment paper or wax paper between it, uh huh. I'm sure you can use it. That would make sense. Oh, that would be a great like gift to give someone. Mm-hmm. You know, who just had a baby. You just yeah. come over with your like. Here you go. Here's the dough. Fry them up in the morning when you need to. Yeah, Better I than a waffle. You, I bet you. I don't you know probably what happened if you waffled that. <laughs> <laughs> this is where my mind goes. Well, I'm right about away. to get a waffle iron too. Can so we find out? We should do like a waffling experiment. Yeah. Uh-huh. I actually, I'm wondering if you've ever done this. So we just got a barbecue grill, an uh-huh. electric grill, and I was like, I wonder if anyone has ever barbecued pot stickers before. Like on the grill, you know what I'm saying? Like what, after it, after it's been boi- like boiled already and cooked. Okay. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about cooking raw. Mm-hmm. Because that. But like, work, yeah. yeah, I'm talking about like leftover cold that had been boiled and cold pot stickers. Yeah. And then you just grill them on these. Because my mom, put that's a lot my, of oil. My mom, no, no, yeah, my mom loves like refrying those. That, those were the best. Mm-hmm. It's like when you refry the the boiled cold dumpling. Mm-hmm. So then I was wondering. I think so. Yeah, don't wouldn't that be delicious? But if you brush it with a lot of oil, a lot of oil, I put mean, it on the grill, 
Get those nice little grill marks. Good marks. Maybe, maybe some cedar planks. Yeah. <laughs> nice and crisp. Cedar plank. <laughs> cedar just, plank just pot see, stickers. Just see what they, I'm, I guarantee the only, the only post on the internet would be my post. Yeah. With cedar planked dumplings. The aroma. That, and then I would win the internet. That, that day I would win the internet. I'm mm. going to make it happen. Wow. That's. But don't let me forget to tell you the advanced way, though, to do scary. Oh, okay. Tell me the advanced way right now. I learned is, um, so you know how we like made it into a jelly roll and then we cut it and then we took each of the slices and like rolled it out into individual pancakes. There's one more step you can do that can add another layer of flakiness to it. Once you roll it into the jelly roll, don't cut it yet. Roll it, uh, coil it in coil itself. It. Coil, coil it, like it a circle. in itself. Like, so, like, like it's a snake, so you're, like, coiling it like it's, like, a, I don't know. You just coil it. Yeah, you coil it. You coil it. it flat, then you squeeze it together, and then you roll it out as if giant, it's one giant pancake giant again. Giant pancake. Then you roll it again. Shoot. I know. Into a jelly roll. Shoot. So this is what a guy that used to work, like, run and, and work in Chinese restaurants told me. So what is, what do you think happens when you do that? It just becomes like a little bit more buttery, but more flake, flaky. There's just more layers. There's more of... layers, like a croissant. Yeah. There's just more layers. That's, that's worth it. Dude, I'm telling that's you. That's worth, coiling is I worth it. I haven't done that again. I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. Have you ever done that scallion pancake recipe and added some other fun things to it? No, I'm kind of a traditionalist. Yeah, you are? So, okay. You're With a traditionalist. Food, a little bit. You don't you don't believe in like adding bologna. <laughs> we can do it. I would just feel like my ancestors would be crying inside of me. Right. Okay. So let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Let's talk about culture and yeah. food yes. and history. All of it. And and the respect for that. How what are your feelings about oh, fusion food as it is in the country today? Well, here's the thing. Today I feel like fusiony food that I appreciate tends to be made by second generation immigrants. Mm -hmm. So like people who are our age were like kids of immigrants who grew up maybe in restaurants in like the authentic or the not so authentic, whatever that is. Right. American Chinese restaurants, Korean restaurants, whatever. And they've decided, Oh, I grew up with spam and Mac and cheese and all these other things. I want to just make my own thing that I'm just going to love that I, the way I ate growing up. The way up. I ate growing yeah. up. Yeah. And I love that. Like, it's so exciting to me. Like, the way Roy Choi has done that. The way Yeah, all his foods taste like home to me. Right? They taste like me after school, latchkey kid yeah. food. Exactly. That's why I feel like so many Asian Americans are attracted to it. Because it's like, that's what we know. It know? validates our experience. Totally. That's, what's, that's why his food art is so beautiful. And like, um, but yeah, other folks too. Um, like even, you know, like a local local restaurant dips, like I don't even know who the guy is, but I know that it's these Vietnamese folks, guys who like own this kind of sports bar that's mm -hmm. like a Vietnamese grill and they have like straight up Vietnamese food as well as like really killer fries and like, you know, it's like a mix of stuff and beer and like it's like a place where you would hang out after school if someone was really good at cooking. Right. You know? Right. Both the Vietnamese food and like grill food, you know? And so I love it. Yeah, they have this like you know, burnt rice thing Uh huh. that's like crusty, you know, I forget what's in it. There's like, you know, it's awesome. I do like a burnt rice. Yeah. A burnt rice. Like Asians know how to appreciate burnt rice. Right. It's yeah, a thing. It's true. It's a thing. You know, the world hasn't discovered it too much, but, um, yeah, I, I love that kind of food. Um, but I you think, don't cook it. 
Not really. Okay. I haven't. How come? I don't know. That's, that's... I grew up really Chinese. I don't think people understand that. And I say that and people laugh at me. They're like, oh, you're so American. But I was born in Taiwan, came when I was five, Taipei. Oh. Mm -hmm. I'm about to go. When? Uh, well, but I think actually I'll probably post this pretty soon. So, uh... Mid-July. Yeah. I'm off to... So, yes, follow my adventures. Follow my adventures on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and the blog. What food food goals do you have? We are going on a food tour sponsored by the Taiwanese Tourism Board. Get out. Who's we? Uh, Abe and I and several other food bloggers. I hate you. (laughs) I officially hate you. Can I hate you right now? You can. It's totally fine. So, anyway, Taipei. Born in Taipei. Born in Taipei. I'm going to go on my own food tour, actually, um, with Clarissa to China. Oh, yes, because she is she's going on going. Yeah, yes. and I'm going to help her raise some funds, and that's going to help you know pay for my way to kind of be with her to help collect uh, recipe, regional cuisine recipes. That'll which be is amazing. What Clarissa, what, w, yeah, yeah, Clarissa is doing. And so I was like, you know what? This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I speak, I speak Mandarin fluently. Um, I could be an asset. You know, this would be incredible. We probably will go to my, like, father's home village. It'll be only my second time going. Right. It's going to be a trip. Um, and it's just going to be based off, off of the relationships we have, who's going to introduce us to the food and the local cuisine. So That's exciting. I'm going to be there probably for two weeks. Go that's to Taiwan gonna, first. And- that, that's very different from what I'm doing. Like, yeah. You guys are doing, I feel like, the Anthony Bourdain real a little bit more yeah sort of like you got the tourism i'm going the tourism board like here you go nice and neat dude they're gonna (laughs) give you but they're still gonna give you delicious food oh i'm all for this oh my god i'm not against this at all yeah that's awesome but um yeah i'm excited that's why i i really do want to work more into food whatever that means because it's so important to me just in terms of culture like you're asking earlier like you know, like I said, like it's, you know, of the whole Yang family clan or, or Leo, which is my mom's side, they're all in Taiwan and China. And it's only our little like, you know, nuclear family that moved here. And so growing up, I've always had this like weird existential angst, like it's only us. Uh, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. had some family friends who work for China Airlines, which is what my dad, the reason why my dad and our family moved to LA. But, you know, I always felt like, so envious of people who had like cousins and uncles and people who could give you guidance or like, you know, so, and I'm the youngest of like, of like much older people in my family. Like my brothers are 10 years older and then it's me. I'm an accident. You know, my dad was like really old when he had me. He's like in his eighties right now. And then my mom's like much younger, but still she's older. And so like, yeah, like I, I think growing up, I always felt this, like, I have to be so, I have to adapt and be in America and like be very independent in how I figure out how to assimilate and succeed. Mm-hmm. But it also spoke only Mandarin at home. You know, my, my parents are much older. They're like basically the age of grandparents to me, even though they're my parents, like, you know what I mean? So there was this, this, um, this side by side nature always made me feel like they're a very sort of inside outside culture, home culture, Chinese, Taiwan, and then America you know, Chinese language, like that's how my brain works. To this day, I still do my times tables in Chinese. Wow. Oh yeah. Like, cause I learned certain things in Chinese, yeah. you know? And, and so I don't know. So to me, food is this really sacred place. And it's also in a family where like, we don't talk about feelings. Uh-huh. Food is the, the way that we like bonded, you know? Yes. Totally. Of course. Right. Well, how did you get introduced to American food? Through school, like it was, school lunches. Uh, so this is like either 
In elementary school? Yeah. Growing up that way? Totally. Elementary school, school lunches. And then our family really liked buffets. Oh. So there was this really old buffet called King's Table back in the day. And it's kind of like hometown buffet, basically. Which I've never been to, yeah, but I but, can only imagine. And like we used to like the like Sizzlers. Sizzler? Yeah. Yes. So the I like Sizzlers. The Sizzler too. The Sizzlers, they had these coupons and like we would take our family and eat the like garlic toast or whatever. Uh-huh. The salad bar. That to us was like treating ourselves uh-huh. and like experiencing American food. Right. When we went to this buffet, it was like, whoa, what, what's this? It's prime rib. We didn't know what prime rib was. There was mashed potatoes. We didn't know how to make mashed potatoes until I was like much, much older. And then like this like younger family friend's boyfriend who was white came over one time and he like showed us how to nuke a potato. Oh. And make it into a baked potato. Right. And add like butter to it. And we're like, what? Blew our minds. So, yeah. So it was very like Chinese cooking. And then eventually my mom started to make like frozen chicken nuggets. And we would like kill a bag of frozen chicken nuggets, you know? Uh And then we would kind of teach ourselves how to make like burgers sometimes. But it was mostly Chinese food. I grew up eating just Chinese food. Okay. And then like between my brothers and I, we'd make up our own snacks. Like... Uh, we used to make ice cream sandwiches, but they're like real sandwiches, okay, Lynn? Like with bread, with white Weber's bread, like white, mm. super white Weber's bread. There's toasted? no toasted, no, no soft, soft. And then you buy ne- cheap Neapolitan ice cream, and then yes. you like take a hunk of it and you put so it in it's between. square, so it's square, uh-huh. and then you eat it, and that shit was delicious. I bet it's good. You know what I I've been doing something similar with what ube bread? Oh, yum! Like yeah. it's. Ube which bread. which is sweet. Asian so bread. ube is a yeah. Filipino yam, and it's sweet. Yeah, and that's good. Totally. <laughs> it's like the it's like you know when when like people have like the the South Beach diet. Asian breads are the opposite of that. Yeah. It's like the starchiest, <laughs> least complex carbohydrate, yeah. but it's fluffy and delicious and soft. So we used to do that, and we used to um, we used to buy King's Hawaiian rolls. Yes, which are also soft and soft fluffy. and sweet. And um, we would throw in, like, a thick pad of butter in each of them and then nuke them. Mm. And then just eat, like, extra buttery sandwiched. Mmm. That sounds delicious. That's so, called growing up Asian American. Yeah. Well, now, what what are you eating? Now what do I eat? Yeah, like, I've actually been, um, well, so there's, like, day-to-day maintenance eating and then there's, like, enjoyment eating. Right? Okay. That's give me some. Me. Give me some day-to-day maintenance. Well, I've been eating... I, don't know, I feel like I've evolved in my in my um, habits. Growing up, it was a lot of like eating with my brothers, so I would just be used to like overeating, just mm-hmm. like eat whatever, and then you just don't think about it. And so I've always had kind of like my weight go up and down. And then um, in the last few years, I feel like I don't know, I've just kind of settled into like generally healthier habits and just self care in general. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hurt that, like, I probably felt the pressure of, like, being on camera more. <laughs> I'll be honest. Do you feel like that pressure came from the camera? And did you ever hear anything from your family? Um, well, over the years, my family would always just feel free to comment. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like a little thing like, oh, you've gotten big. You've gotten <laughs> small. Whatever. Right. Like, you know, right. just random. It was inconsistent, though. Okay. So, um, but yeah, in the last couple of years, I mean, I think definitely I, I would, I would be lying if I didn't admit that there was some pressure now that I'm on camera a little more to be like, yeah, I wonder how I look, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, you know, for me that coincided with also just sleeping better, having less stressful lifestyle, working out more regularly in like a more sustainable way. What do you um, do to work out? Um, so I just do like high intensity workout things just in case I don't 
feel fully committed to like a full run. I started running mm -hmm. and that was really fun because I used to actually play volleyball in high school and college. And so I used to know the feeling of like training, you know? Uh -huh. And then I thought to myself in the last couple of years, I'm like, why don't I could do that? Like, it's not like I'm afraid of that. Right. You know, so it actually feels good. Right. So uh, yeah, I started running last year and that really like, um, that actually ended up, I lost a bit of weight because of that. Do you run outside or in a gym or what? Outside, no okay. gym. Yeah. I'm trying not to spend money on that stuff. So yeah, outside. And um, I actually have a joke about it because um, my, my, my weight has fluctuated in the last few years between like 10 to 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I have a joke about it where people are like, when you, they haven't seen you in a while, especially women. Like, oh my God, Jenny, look at you. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes, yes. Watch our tell, tell me what you say. How do you respond? Because I'm very curious. Oh, well, in my joke, it's like, um, oh, my secret? Sadness. <laughs> Broke up with a boyfriend. Awkward. Years. Exactly. <laughs> and my point is, it's like, Let's just not comment because you don't know. Yeah. You really don't know why people yeah. have their weight go up and, and down. And, you know, it's very similar. Like there was one period of time where I licked my – lick, that sounds like weird. But I <laughs> sort of um, was was coming to terms with my eating disorder. Yeah. I gained like 30 pounds. And I was trying to get pregnant. And then everyone was like, you're pregnant. And I was like, you couldn't say anything worse to me right now. <laughs> like could you just – you just took every emotion in my body – and wrung it around and then stomped on the floor and then <laughs> shot it nine times. That's that's exactly what you're doing. I mean, like, it just it's never okay. No, never it's the same okay. as like, oh, I, you're pregnant. It's it could be really sick. You don't you know. Could, yeah. You, with the women's bodies, you don't know what's happening, you know? And so I just and like... they know. Yeah. We know what's yeah. going on with yeah. everybody. You don't need to comment. You don't exactly. need to tell me. It's, it's very private. And so, you know, if it comes up, if you bring it up, then yeah, let's talk about that's it. Good. Right? That's good. That's good. I was depressed. Yeah. So my, that my joke is like a PSA because I was like, yeah, like after a, a, a breakup with my last boyfriend, I like lost like 20 pounds in an unhealthy way. Not like super healthy. It was just, I was sad, you know? And it wasn't like deliberately trying not to eat. It was just like, eh, didn't have an appetite. And then I got my appetite back. And then, you know, it fluctuated back up. But like, it was more in the last couple of years that I just kind of settled into certain habits, which is, which is good. That, that worked for me. Like if I don't have time, I could do these quick like exercises that are good for strength. Mm -hmm. I feel good. What do you like to have for breakfast? What's a go-to <gasps> breakfast? Okay. So I like to alternate, but generally I like to do um, oatmeal. Whether oatmeal. it's steel cut or regular. Uh-huh. Um, and then I like to throw in some chia seeds or flax seeds. And then um, I do a little brown sugar, uh, a little cream or soy. Depends. I'm like, I go between. You have both in your fridge. Yeah. yeah. It depends yeah. how I feel. Um, and then lots of nuts. Like what raw kind of cashews oh, okay. or raw, raw almonds that are crushed. Texture maybe, is important. Yes. And maybe some, um, and maybe some uh, I don't know. Uh, sunflower seeds, roasted mm. sunflower seeds in there as well for just a little variation. But I'm a kind of person where I could eat this every day. I could eat oatmeal every day. You know, too. Yeah, yeah, like it's very, it's like it, it. It, it, it it takes away any kind of like, oh, what am I gonna eat? Because um, I got other things I gotta worry about. You know, like other fun stuff, and it fills me up and it's good for me and I feel good afterwards. You know, um, yeah. And then sometimes I alternate with like that or I get this like, there's this like. European style bread I've discovered at Trader Joe's. European like thinner, style. Multi-grain. It's at the bottom of the bread shelf. 
Is it like very square? It's very square and thin and dense and okay. it's multi-grain and there's seeds. Okay. And then you toast that shit. Yeah. Oh, is this, can I curse? Yes, you can. You toast that shit. Okay. Kind of like crisps it up. Very, it becomes a cracker. A little bit, but it's not too thin. It's like uh -huh. just about, it's like a half an inch. Mm -hmm. And then I put um, some avocado on it. Mm -hmm. Squeeze some lemon, a mm. little, a little uh, Hawaiian salt. Yes. Then I throw on. A sunny side up egg. Yes, you do. And then with a little salt and pepper, then I put a few dashes of tapatio. And that oh, is looking so good. I bet that's so good. Oh, so good. I bet that's so good. Have you ever had that with the uh, with instead of the sea salt with soy sauce? I'm just wondering. Oh, I can see that. Because I, I, I love my eggs with soy, soy sauce. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never actually. Now I'm thinking about it. I don't really combine avocado with soy sauce. Right. Well, why not? Why not? <laughs> I'm sure it's delicious. <laughs> I'm sure there's nothing that wouldn't taste bad about that. Yeah. Okay. Just just put it put that into your into your brain for next time. Maybe. Yeah. And I actually don't really buy that much meat for my own fridge, mm -hmm. even though I love meat. I'm just I think as I've gotten older too, I just eat lighter anyway because it just keeps me feeling more. Yeah. Less when heavy. I eat, when I eat meat now. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. I feel and it so for it's days. So it's like a little, you know, so you just, I just do it sometimes when I eat out, right? Yeah, But yeah. when I'm at home, I like, another staple of mine that I love is just doing noodle soups. Uh-huh. I love noodle soups. Tell me about that. I buy the, I buy, oh, you guys, I'm giving you all the tricks. You don't I understand. Like, these are I good try it. <laughs> I go to Trader Joe's and I buy the frozen uh, seafood blend. Yes. It has calamari, shrimp, scallops, everything. This frozen. is like just a seafood blend of the... Seafood. It's yeah. not like a noodle. No, oh, it's just, just seafood. Just seafood. Just frozen. Okay. And then I keep that in my fridge. And when I need protein, if I don't have tofu, I and, and I want to do noodle soup, I have different like noodle bases that aren't like MSG, uh -huh. like you know ramen. It's like for me, it's like pumped up ramen that like, you get at the Asian food market. Yeah. So if you okay. go to a Korean store, they have a like, really good. Now they've started to make good like no MSG miso soup powders or this is to in buy the dry miso. section yeah either okay. dry section or you'd buy actual miso which is so good right um and then um or like a korean seafood broth or mm -hmm. beef broth or chicken whatever chicken stock and just like depending on how i feel i do that throw in some noodles like buckwheat noodles or like some chinesey noodles i have um or like these like uh, vermicelli like these mung bean vermicelli noodles mm -hmm. that are chinese style that we eat for hot pot um I have always had frozen spinach on hand. Throw that in there. If I don't have other greens, I just chop up and like I, I kind of throw in at the end to blanch. But yeah, put in freaking the, the frozen seafood. Throw and on just some thaws, it just thaws on its own yeah. in there. Well, it cooks in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it cooks really quickly. And then you just finish it with some sesame oil and sesame seeds. Yes. Can you imagine? Like, this is like, why would you ever eat ramen when you just, it's yeah. the same amount of time. It is the same amount of time. Pretty much. That yeah. sounds delicious. So I do that. And I like to do this like either like a, 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 a brown rice um, salad. Depending on what grain you have, it could be quinoa. But I feel like I'm giving you all my recipes. I love it. It has like Thank chopped you. dates and nuts. Chopped dates. Chopped dates, chopped nuts, lots of dill, like lots dates. of lemon, olive oil, salt, pepper. These are medjool dates? Yes. Okay. I've never had a Chinese date, but I've seen them. Oh, yeah, no. What uh, What know. do they taste like? I don't know. You don't know? I've seen them in my mom's fridge. They look frightening. Yeah. They're bright Scary. red. And, they look like and they came like, out of your like, body. Oh. Like, they look like they came out of a body. <laughs> like it's a spleen. Yeah, there's a part of me that just isn't... They, they never, they're never appealing enough. And she doesn't put them in food. 
They just like sit there in the fridge, and so I'm haunting like, you. I, yeah, I'm haunting your childhood. I'm very curious as to what they do, but or what they taste like, but yeah. I don't I have no clue. No, but I like I literally just described to you the three essential like Jenny Yang. Yeah, yeah, and then I, and then I I do the CSA that's with Apiopa Asian Pacific Islander uh, Obesity Prevention Association or something. Amazing. They, they run Apiopa. Yeah, they run. You should know about them. They, I they run. Um, a CSA from these like organic, they, 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 they provide organic Chinese, um, or Asian vegetables uh-huh. and you go pick them up in little, little Tokyo, historic Filipino town, whatever. And it's like 60 bucks for like Amazing. six shipments. Yeah. Every two weeks. You eat all those veggies? I eat all of them. See, that's, that's the thing. Growing that's up, so great. Growing up Chinesey, you get used to just having stir fried random vegetables yeah. and you just eat it. Yeah. Like, to me, home cooking is stir-fried Chinese vegetables and a protein, whether it's a meat or egg or whatever, and then rice. Right. Done. You know? When you eat, are you always, like, at a table having, like, that ritual? Like, how? what's your favorite way to eat? Oh, I can eat at a table or... I, I like to eat sitting down. I don't like eating standing you're up. Not a st- you're not, not a, a standard the, eater. Yeah. The kitchen sink. I don't know why. Because I feel like... I just... I'm just... You want to be gr- seated. You, growing you, up, that's you how You need a napkin ate. in your lap. No. Oh, not you don't need like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just seated. Just seated. Yeah. At a table. Or not not watching... Do you watch TV? Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I like doing that. I know. <laughs> I feel like... I, I think I grew up in a fairly... It's casual, but like, you know, formal, like time to eat dinner kind of a household, you know, because my mom would cook mm-hmm. from scratch every day. And so it's like, oh, yeah. Got to appreciate the food that she made. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally. Well, uh, okay. Let's, we're going to wrap up a little bit soon. Yeah. But I, I want to pick one of the most interesting people in LA's brain oh, about where you like to go eat. Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Well, maybe you know. let's narrow it down to three. Yeah. Three three places and why. Well, um and let's make them interesting. Let's make them interesting. <laughs> well, I you know, I think I live on a a creative's budget. And so I definitely don't eat out as much compared to when I was a full time salaried yuppie uh-huh. with a great salary. Now it's like, yeah, I kinda keep things low overhead. So I cook a lot at home. I forgot to mention I cook a lot of beans. Okay, anyway. Beans you, too. you cook beans from scratch? Yes. Okay. Soak them. Soak make them, chilies out of them or some kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, so um, so now my tastes are definitely less champagne and more beer budget. So um, definitely going to, like, going to San Gabriel Valley is like my favorite. One of my favorite places to go is 101 Noodle Express for their beef rolls. It's the most exquisite piece of food you will ever have in terms of everything you ever need. You know what's so sad? I've been there and I didn't order it. And that's sad because I was with Abe and I had ordered, what did I order? Lynn. Something else for myself that had beef. I, I, I got noodles. It was cold. And then I like felt like it was too much food. Next and time. I didn't order it. It just, the beef roll is like scallion, like the, mo- the, the, the most well done scallion pancakes, nice, thin and flaky, rolled up with perfectly marinated, cold cut, you know, beef, five spice, yumminess and scallions and cilantro just everything delicious in one bite i didn't grow up eating that i didn't grow up eating that too but but it gives me all the flavors that i love yeah yeah like like i wonder sometimes i like hear of dishes like this and i'm like 
Was this popular? No, it combines all the stuff that I love. They made it up, did they? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, I think it's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What yeah, the I don't know either. Because they're, they're the only ones who do it. No, other people do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not just America. I'll find out when I yeah. go to Taiwan. I know. Please <laughs> ask. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> okay, continue. One on one noodle house me. in San Gabriel yeah, Valley. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, I also really enjoy eating Korean food. Like, uh-huh. I like any kind of Korean soups. Um, so, like, there's How so were many... you introduced to Korean food? I grew up with a lot of Korean Americans. So like they, 1.5 generation like me, they 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 fed cook you. it at home okay. or yeah or we went. So I like for me and I grew up with a, one of my best friends was Vietnamese who grew up Vietnamese vegetarian like very Buddhist, uh-huh. um, and uh, I grew up around a lot of Japanese Americans in Torrance. So to me that's like home food too, you know. Yes. So yeah, like going to Koreatown, there's so many places. Like I love Beverly Sundubu. Mm. you know, um, over BCD the chain because mm-hmm. it's like always good. I also like their bibimbap. Right, their noodle rice. I mean, their rice salad. Mm-hmm. Um, but their the crispy, but their tofu, crispy bottom. Yeah, but their tofu sundubu is really delicious there in a pinch. It's like a good price. Um, what else? And you can't go wrong with all those free little bachas. Yes, yeah, bachas totally. But there's so many other pl- great places to eat in, in K Town. And then, um, like in terms of American food, I don't know. I really love tender greens. I like tender greens too. I you know they've got an excellent mashed potato. They do, yeah. Oh my god, tender greens. When I when I come home from travel and I, I like ate out too much and it's like too many burgers or whatever, I just crave the tuna niçoise salad from Tender Greens. Mm. I've never had the tuna niçoise. Yeah. What makes it special? The dressing is just right. Um, they give you little like fingerling potatoes. Um, they have the 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 leaves of greens are just perfectly whole and delicious and, and tender and tender. They have delicious, you know, green beans on them, perfectly blanched. The tuna's I didn't grow up perfectly with cooked green beans. Did you grow up with blanched green beans? No, but they were like stir fry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, I've, blanched green beans are something new that I'm yeah. adapting to, taste wise. Yeah. But I feel like a Chinese style cooking of vegetables with sort of some water and hot oil. Yes, is akin to like yeah. blanching it. Yeah, you're right. Me. It's a little more cooked, well cooked. Yeah. Oh yeah, than blanched is like. Like just about there. Yeah. It's like a step More crisp. Of, yeah. A step above like crudite. Yeah. So I really love it. Um but yeah, these are like the non fancy places. I used to like to go to Animal. Just because I like animal. Yeah. But not too much anymore. Just sometimes. Just sometimes. Yeah. And when you're working like on a show or something, like let's say you have a comedy show. Yeah. And you're gonna. You're about to perform. Do you have a pre or post performance ritual when it comes to food? Um, I In terms of like not eating or eat or or eating afterwards. Or I try to eat at least a couple hours beforehand if possible, so that I'm not like super full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then definitely after the adrenaline leaves, then you might get hungry. So it's like it shifts. Like, cause usually like the the show time will be like late dinner time. Mm-hmm. And so if you can afford to do maybe like a 5 p.m. dinner uh-huh. and then maybe like if you're, if I'm still hungry afterwards, like 11, like a snack, ah. but I actually don't eat late night that much, which yeah. is actually a very Taiwan thing. FYI. Really? Yeah. Oh, Xiao Ye. It's I called Xiao Ye. To stay up late. Xiao Ye is like, let's go eat at midnight, like huh. full on seafood fucking meals. Like I remember coming home from Taiwan. Where does that mean skipping breakfast? No. No, I mean, wake up at <laughs> wake up at six a.m. Go get some you know soy soy milk and like you know egg egg rolls. 
I hope I'm going to be able to keep up with, with I'm everyone. so jealous. <laughs> Just have lots of clams, stir-fried tiny clams. I do like stir-fried tiny mm. clams. With soy sauce and, and peppers. and oh, So good. Peppers in, as in spicy chili peppers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Can you handle the heat? Less so now, but you know what? I would do it. When, when, when we go visit China later this year, we're going to be visiting the South. So, do you feel like people expect you because of your personality? There's a plain excuse me. Um, <laughs> do you think people expect you to do things like throw down in terms of like heat level and like like no. like oh because my that, personality because, is so intense? Yeah, like, like maybe they would be like Jenny Yang can handle it. You do this. Like, do, do you ever feel like? people do that to you? No. No? It's because I try not to surround myself with people who, <laughs> who, would make, you do who that. make me do that kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm not 21 anymore. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't, I don't, I don't do things on dares. However, <laughs> if one person, if someone would present you with that challenge, would you consider it? I would. I wouldn't shy away from it, no. Okay. Especially if it was for some kind of entertainment factor. Right. Why not? Right. Why not? <laughs> I want, okay. I want acid. I don't mind a few acid burns on my mouth. <laughs> I don't mind. I can heal. Where can people find you, Jenny? They can find me at JennyYang.tv. That's J-E-N-N-Y-Y-A-N-G.tv. Awesome. Do you have anything else you want to plug? Oh, that, you know, pretty soon I'm going to try to um, help support Clarissa Way's um, Indiegogo fundraiser to it's go going on for recipes. It's going on for like... Next, next 20 month. days. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm going to write up a blog just to kind of explain, pe explain to people what my role is going to be and sort of why I'm kind of throwing my hat into the ring to help with this. I, there's some perks that she's added for me. Mm -hmm. But if you donate a certain level, I provide a perk. One of them is like I'll do a show. It'll be like a debrief party from China. And then if you donate at a higher level, I'll cook for you. So Ooh. I'll do a little dinner party. I'll cook and, and host a dinner party. Yeah. Yeah. I love cooking. I love with cooking, coconut cooking. oil. Dude, coconut oil is the next level. No more Crisco. Why? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hear you. Maybe someday we'll cook with maltose. Maybe. I'm just saying, I just feel like, Lynn, we need to have more food adventures. Oh, we're going to. Yeah. You've heard it here first. More <laughs> food adventures with Jenny Yang. Yay. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you. <laughs>